Hi, we're the Mind Body Couple. I'm Tanner Murtaugh. And I'm Anne Hampson. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you unlearn neuroplastic pain and mind body concerns. everyone welcome back to the podcast today we have a very important topic that we want to focus on which is pain flare-ups yeah and i think it's an important topic but it's it's a scary topic (laughs) it's important and scary i agree with that totally like no one no one wants to talk about pain flare-ups it's a it's a scary thing to discuss but i think it's really important that we explain pain flare-ups, you know, why they happen and explain like what we can do about them to actually move through them. Yeah, totally. Because this is something that I think everyone encounters, whether they're at the start of their pain journey or way into it. And we'll discuss that a little bit, but this is very common experience for people. Yeah. And that's the thing when we have, you know, a strong mind-body connection even for myself, after I recovered from chronic pain, you can have these symptoms spike. Mm -hmm. Even like, you know, years later, that can take place. And that's really normal. Like, I really want to normalize that. Yeah. Because like having the goal of, I never want to have a pain flare up ever again. Mm -hmm. Well, that puts a lot of pressure on it to begin with. Like, I think you open yourself up to having more pain flare ups with that attitude. So it's actually learning to actually work through them. Yeah. And with pain flare-ups, to kind of define it, this is when our pain spikes really after a period of low pain or we've been completely recovered. Mm -hmm. Pain flares can be more of like setbacks while we're starting to recover, but they can also include more of like a relapse where you've been basically symptom-free for like a prolonged period of time. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how to deal with that. And we think kind of approaching either setback or relapse in the same way. Exactly. We respond actually quite similarly. Yeah. It doesn't really matter either way. And that's why this episode we're calling them just pain flares. Yes. And so, you know, in in PRT, we understand that pain flares can occur for really a number of reasons. Yeah. And again, there's such a normal part of the process as we go through this. You know, in terms of these reasons, one of the ones that people forget about is we can have a pain flare because we injure ourselves. Yes. And that's a really common one. And that makes a lot of sense, right? As we kind of start moving towards things we're avoiding or start engaging in life again, Mm -hmm. it's really, there is, you know, a risk of a re-injury somewhere. Exactly. We're, we're human beings. Yeah. And so even if you work on regulating your nervous system, creating feelings of safety, our bodies still have limits sometimes and they can get injured. Mm-hmm. But as we know with injuries, the vast majority of them, you're looking at heal time of a couple of weeks to maybe two or three months. Yes. But what will happen where I see people get caught is the injury will take place And then they get caught back into the pain fear cycle where they start to become fearful of the pain again and responding the way we have in the past to our chronic symptoms. And that's where all of a sudden injury can become more neuroplastic in nature. Totally. I know we talk with people a lot about like 
sometimes neuroplastic pain completely starts with an injury at the beginning of someone's pain journey. And so it's not abnormal for a re-injury to kind of spike it up again. Something that's important to kind of acknowledge is if there is like a re-injury that creates a pain flare-up, it's normal to have some pain there. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we recognize that. But exactly what you're saying, Tanner, the neuroplastic component is the fear that kind of prolongs that pain. Exactly. Where the injury heals and the pain just continues on. Yeah. And that's why changing our emotional response, even if we actually did injure ourselves, is really important mm-hmm. early on. Like if you have a strong mind-body connection, we want to focus there right away. For sure. One thing I want to ask is what about perceived injury? What about like that thinking that we did something to our body. Yeah. Again. And that's kind of the second way that I'll see, you know, pain flares take place is people perceive that they've injured themselves. Yes. And this can be hard to figure out in a lot of cases of like, what, whether we actually injured ourselves or were we perceived we've injured ourselves. And the issue becomes is the brain doesn't know the difference. Right. It's going to produce pain either way. Right. And I think I had experiences like this where looking back, you know, I've had moments of pain and it's rare that it's ever become chronic again. But I think I was probably like three, four months out of pain or really low pain. And I was working out and I was doing a deadlift which, you know, is a pretty major exercise with quite a bit of weight. And I was pretty proud I made it to that point. But then like, I felt my back, like just like, just, I felt that same back sensation. I felt it spread down into my legs. And at the time I really thought for a number of weeks, I was like, oh my goodness, like I've injured myself again. But to give people context, this was around the time when our son was born. Mm. It was probably like, right after he had come home from the NICU. And so there was a lot of stress and change that was going on. And this is one of those things, and this faded, I think it was a couple of weeks, and it was my first major relapse, but it faded out. But looking back, it makes me question, like, I may have just actually perceived that I injured myself, and my brain just found an opportune time to actually produce pain. Well, and that makes sense. Like, if your brain for so long was reacting that way and producing pain, it makes sense that it's going to kind of fall back into that every once in a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like those old neural pathways are still there. Yes. And I had for a number of years, as I've discussed on this podcast, I had a pretty major fear of movement Okay. or working out or any activity And even though I worked through that, I know my brain can snap back there really easily. And this is where we can start to perceive that we've actually injured ourselves when we actually haven't. And I think like, I I think acknowledging that the old neural pathways are still there is really important Mm -hmm. because, and it doesn't mean, okay, you know, healing is not possible. You know, we're never going to get better or anything like that. But I think there needs to be some acceptance that, it's not black and white and Mm. and it's not going to be perfect all the time when we're dealing with retraining the brain. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I'm, when we talk about pain flares, I never want people to get the impression that it's hopeless Yes, because you know, what we're doing with this process, with this mind body work is we're taking the chronic out of it. 
So I've had moments, most of the time I don't have pain mm -hmm. and I've done a lot of work to get there, but pain flares still happen sometimes. But over time, the longer it's gone on, the pain flares have shrunk. Right. They've gotten smaller and smaller. And is that because of the work that you've been doing? Yeah. And we're going to talk about that uh, later in this podcast of how I respond to it. Okay. And the work I do when the pain flare does take place. And that's often how I talk about it with people too. Like the beginning of the journey is really up and down, really up and down, yeah. like those setbacks like you described. But hopefully as time goes on, it's more stable. It evens out a bit more. Exactly. It reduces and becomes eliminated. Mm -hmm. But there can be flares that happen still. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the third reason that a pain flare takes place is really like stressful situations yeah, or life transitions. Right. Just like how, you know, mind body concerns can be triggered in the first place, that can also trigger pain flares. And this is really common. Like this is one of the most common reasons that I see a pain flare happen for people is that stressors have taken place. For sure. And, and we know when we're stressed like that, we get pit back on high alert. And so back in fear mode and our brain can interpret that as dangerous. Exactly. And when we talk about this, I think a, a useful technique to use is the concept from emotional awareness and expression therapy of like walking it back. Okay. And it's a really useful, simple thing to do that when a pain flare happens, like walk it back a few hours a few days, a few weeks, like, has there been major stressors going on mm -hmm. or life transitions? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not the case. Like sometimes right. there is an injury or perceived injury, but sometimes it's really clear that there is this big emotional trigger right. that's taken place. And that's really important knowledge to have so that you have an understanding. And I think it can create safety too, because we understand like, oh, you know, like the example I gave, like my son just came home from right. NICU. It's pretty clear that I'm very stressed at this point. And it kind of makes sense that my nervous system's letting me know in this way. Well, and I think in terms of like feeling safe with that, that allowed you to kind of understand what was going on and not go back down the rabbit hole of like, okay, is there something structurally wrong with my body? Like you didn't have to go into that debate again. Yes. Yeah, it, it really can create safety just naturally. Yeah. Now I want to be careful as we talk about this, because I've seen people go too extreme with it. Okay. That anytime they have a symptom, they're like constantly walking it back, trying to find like, what, what's my pain trying to tell me? And why is that dangerous? Like, why it's, is that too extreme? It's dangerous. And I get the idea. It comes from a good place, mm -hmm. but then it breeds preoccupation. Like it's this intense preoccupied state. Like we talked about last episode. Yeah that we fall into that can be really dangerous and actually just worsen uh, like how dysregulated our nervous system is. Yeah, 100%. I've seen that too. And it goes back into like trying to fix or figure it out. And so whenever you notice you're in fix it mode or figuring out mode, that's a bit dangerous because exactly what you're saying, Tanner, it's that preoccupation, it's that pressure, it's still on high alert. Mm -hmm. And this kind of leads to the fourth way that we explain in PRT of why a pain flare can happen. Mm -hmm. And this one's also really common. And it's when we stop taking care of ourselves. Yeah. And basically some of those coping mechanisms of perfectionism or people pleasing or self-criticism or putting pressure on ourselves, 
Like if we fall back into that trap over time and we, it's sneaky, I'm clear with people, even for myself, it's sneaky where it can sneak back up on me. And then all of a sudden I'll be getting pain and I'll realize like a big trigger for me is I've been putting so much pressure on myself. Right. And I haven't been trying to reduce that. I haven't been aware that that's taking place. And then all of a sudden I'm having some pain. Yeah. And so it's really, you know, for a long-term recovery, there needs to be consistent practices that are done for our healing to reduce, you know, how much we're living in survival mode or danger mode. For sure. And I think there's also, like, I agree with you that we need consistent practices, but I think there's also, it's also important to have balance with this too, because mm-hmm. I see this too. And, and people will let me know, Hey, like I stopped doing the somatic tracking and I stopped doing this and I stopped doing that. And then I fell into self-criticism again or something like that. And it's like, okay, now I must do it all religiously. And we don't want, we don't want to say recover but hold on to these things so tightly, it's okay to loosen up a bit, but find a balance. And so it's not like shifting to like, oh, I never have to do anything again. I don't have to watch out for perfectionism anymore. It's it's finding some middle ground. It is. Yeah. We don't want to become too obsessive Mm -hmm. about doing the work because that's not going to help us recover. Yeah. But I think there needs to be awareness, like something that I've really cultivated. I work with people on is being aware of your emotional state okay and where it's at why is that so important it's so important because then you can start taking cues okay like i'm so much more aware than i was 10 years ago Mm. when i was in pain of like how my anxiety can build Mm -hmm. and that's really important knowledge for me to know so that i can change things or alter things in my life in that day and it hasn't been like over time that you've discovered this or was there something that you actively were doing? Cause I think about people that might be listening and being like, Oh no, I have to wait 10 years to yeah, figure yeah. this out. So like, what did you actively do to help with this? Yeah. And that's the, that's it is it's the small practices of almost doing, and we have an episode on emotions. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to it, go mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. but you know, it's that somatic work, that somatic tracking of our emotional state that it's, it's not going to change overnight, but it can build quite quickly. Like we can become more aware of identifying like how we're feeling Mm -hmm. or identifying like if pressure is building, how that feels in our body. And the more we can do that, the more we can actually alter course quicker. Yeah. And so that's it. Like I heard, you know, I've heard this quote on Instagram where they talked about how healing starts to become just how we function. So at first, like we need these practices and we need to be very intentional. Yes. But over time, they just become so informal and it's how we now live life. And like, I think this is a a common trend that they talk about in this mind-body community that we're going for. Yeah. And that's like the brain retraining. That's Mm -hmm. changing the neural pathways. Eventually, it just starts to shift and becomes natural. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think now we should shift to talking about the solution to pain flares. And I'll use a recent example that I actually had this week. Mm -hmm. And it was really brief, but I had like a little spike of back pain. And so to give context, and I know you're aware, Anne, but I've been trying to increase 
my workouts, yes. my weightlifting, my cardio. And it really is for enjoyment. Like I wanted to kind of push the limits a bit. Like I want to enjoy doing that. And I was really excited about that. And so earlier this week, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, I was, you know, working out and I was pushing myself. And then I came down off a pull-up bar and I felt like a little burst of back pain when I hit the ground. And instantly I kind of knew, like there was some panic at first of like, oh no, like what have I done? But this is a common thing. Like I wasn't too worried because it was the same back pain that I've had in the past. Okay. Same exact sensation. You know, if I I get a new symptom, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to get medically checked. Like I want to be responsible for my health. But this is the same old symptom that has popped up. And I walked it back and I looked for evidence of like, why is this happening? And it became clear right away. I was putting too much pressure on my actual workouts. And we talked about this. I was excited and it started to shift into pressure. I have to do this. You know, I want to reach my goals. By just identifying that at first, it started to create a sense of safety. Right. Which is interesting. And we talk about like feeding that logical mind and you were doing that. You're looking at it logically of like, okay, what's going on here? Exactly. And, you know, it's almost like we're, we're kind of looking for evidence Mm -hmm. and this is important when you have a pain flare, it's kind of going back to basics. Yes. Like I looked for evidence. I noticed the back pain was moving around a bit and I didn't stop working out and I'm not advising people that if they have pain to keep working out. Right. That was just a personal choice I made. And I kept going and I noticed that as I I put on like a fun playlist and was enjoying myself and I was trying to reduce the fear around it all. And I looked for evidence. I saw it was kind of moving around. It went away for a number of minutes and then came back. So I had enough evidence to be like, okay, this is neuroplastic. What's taking place? When you were reducing that fear and kind of leaning, leaning into the positive sensations of music and stuff like that, what did that do for you? It just created a real sense of safety and it really lightened it. Mm -hmm. And so when you have pain flares, you know, we've talked about a number of strategies already, but part of it's looking for evidence, logically understanding, Hey, this is a mind body issue. Part of it though, is dealing with the fear in general. Yes. And part of the way I did that is I kind of joked around with it in my mind, almost talking to my pain a bit. I advise this sometimes to people just like talking back and forth almost and lightening it. Okay. And I put on like fun music. I leaned into the nice sensations of working out. And by doing this, I was starting to reduce the fear. Yes. And that's the thing about pain flares is people will get caught into trying to make the pain go away Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on changing the emotional response to it. Totally. And and that's it. It's not reacting to the pain in terms of like, oh my gosh, it's here. I must get it away. I must fix it away. Why is it there? It's kind of like the opposite. It's leaning into it, but not going on that high alert mode. Yeah. And I think there a big element of pain flares is a level of short-term acceptance. Mm-hmm. You don't need to accept it long-term. Yes. But there needs to be a level of, in the short run, accepting that the pain's here. And not fighting with it. Mm-hmm. And I did that right away where I was like, okay, I'm getting some back pain right now. I'm accepting that it's here and I'm going to focus on changing my emotional response. Yeah. Something that I talk with people a lot about is accepting for today. 
It doesn't mean we're accepting for forever. It doesn't mean, yeah. being, mean we're accepting for tomorrow. We're yeah. just accepting for right now that this is the way it is. Yeah. And it's so important Yeah, because otherwise people get in this pattern of like trying to do all this mind body work mm-hmm. to like fight against their pain totally. or symptom. Totally. And that's a really tricky place to be. One question I have, Tanner, you mentioned like new pain symptoms and obviously like making sure you're safe and medically checked. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have a lot of people that talk to me about new pain symptoms. What is it about new pain symptoms? Is there a way, can you still try to change your response of not turning towards those with fear still? Yeah. And I think it's in a similar fashion mm-hmm. where new pain symptoms, I get it. It's scary. It's a yeah. new symptom. And harder, a bit harder to challenge <clears throat> than the typical yeah. returning symptom. They are because we're not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mind can get into this fear story. And, you know, when I get new symptoms, you know, in the past, when I was first recovering, this mm-hmm. happens. It's kind of what Dr. Sarno calls the symptom imperative. Where it starts to jump around, whether it's yes. pain or other symptoms or anxiety, you're getting these different mind-body symptoms popping up. Yeah. And that's a pretty normal part of the process. Mm-hmm. And we just need to move into doing the exact same thing we did with the other symptoms. Mm-hmm. When I had this little mini setback that took place, I I did. Like I felt the pressure in my body mm-hmm. that I was putting on myself. And I really worked on feeling that and then kind of releasing it and moving through. And by doing this, it just naturally put me at more of a sense of ease and lightness about the pain as it was taking place. Yeah. And I think one thing we want to highlight is we know this is not an easy process. It's probably one of the hardest things to do when that pain flare is present. Mm -hmm. It is. And you know, I think there's a there's a big difference between doing the strategies mm-hmm. and doing the emotional work and also doing it with the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Because and I've heard Alan Gordon talk about this, how we get to this place of like we're trying to force it. And this happens with pain flares. You know, once we get fearful, we try to like force ourselves to get rid of the pain. Yes. Doing as much as we can to get it to go away. Where what we actually need to do is have the right mindset that you know the pain's here there's a level of acceptance this is okay and acceptance is a huge piece that's really important for us to do and then you know have the right attitude that i'm going to try and create safety for myself i'm going to take care of my nervous system i'm going to do everything i can in that way but i'm going to do it with a sense of ease and lightness instead of all this pressure and intensity behind making it go away yeah and i often like see that pressure and intensity come around for people if they've been pain-free for a while because it's almost like it's almost like tasting freedom and then having that flare happen and then it's easy to fall into panic yeah and there's always going to be some fear of panic yeah when a symptom comes up even for me and i teach this stuff and work with people all day doing this but you can reduce that so there was a little bit of fear but it got curbed right away probably within the first five minutes and to give context of this story you know the back pain was basically gone by the end of my workout okay and maybe an hour later it just fizzled out completely and you know i i have experience dealing with this where the first time it happened like when our son was born Mm -hmm. that lasted 
two or so weeks. Right. But now that one lasted like half an hour. Which is awesome because that goes back to us talking about how it comes with practice. Practice changing that response. And you've had a lot of practice at this and it's just coming easier. Yeah. And it's almost hard to explain like how I emotionally feel Mm -hmm. when it happens because it's so automatic now Mm -hmm. where I get to this like, you know, light, easy, goofy mindset around it. Then I'm like, this is not a big deal. Like I'm okay. And I know that I'm safe and that this will pass. And, you know, that was cultivated over several little flares that have happened over many years. And it's just so automatic now. And so I think we want to give the message of hope Mm -hmm. that as you respond differently, consistently, it becomes easier and easier. Yeah. And I think that's really exciting to hear because I agree. I think that's what people want. They want to know that it becomes more and more automatic because we know and we acknowledge that it's work in the beginning to try to change that reaction. It doesn't come easy. It doesn't feel easy. But for you, Tom, you were saying it's much more automatic and easier now. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. It it happens with practice. Yeah. And it's almost viewing the pain flares like that. Like the pain Uh, flares are this opportunity for you to practice in this way. I think that's a a really useful way to like frame it. I'm going to ask like, how did it get to that for you? Because I'm sure there's so many people listening to this podcast right now that's like, oh, no, no, no. Pain flares are horrible. I do not see it in this way. How did you start to kind of shift your thinking around it? Well, I think I shifted my thinking around it partly because I've had a number of flares and they went away and then I was symptom free. Yeah. And, you know, the first one's going to be terrifying. Mm -hmm. I get that. I empathize with people around that because I felt that. But over time, it's going to become easier and you're going to have more of a sense of trust or faith that it will come down if you just consistently put in the work. And so I hope this episode on pain flares was helpful Mm -hmm. of, you know, the reasons they can occur and different ways we can deal with them as they happen and how we can kind of work through them. Yeah, for sure. So we will see you all next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to book in a session with one of our therapists, you can go to our website at painpsychotherapy.ca. You can also follow us on Instagram at painpsychotherapy, where me and Anne are posting content daily and are there to respond to your comments. Also, check out our YouTube channel, which is named Tanner Murtal MSW RSW.